cool can. Uh, weed ales are pretty good on weed ales. I have about a half inch head on here, so it should be good. Pause. <laughs> From way downtown, bang! Dal, Dal, how you doing tonight, man? Yo, yo, doing pretty well. Uh, I ended up taking off, so my company started half-day Fridays uh, for the summer on Friday, and I ended up taking the other half of that day as well as Tuesday off, which has meant that I am now, which, great, great weekend. Got to see T-Pain in Charlotte, which was a lot of fun, Uh, but it also means that I am significantly behind on work. Uh, so have been, been busy trying to catch up from that, but can't complain. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, I wanted to take tomorrow off, but, uh, we're going on vacation at the end of the month. And so I figured I better save that PTO for when it counts. Uh, but it would be nice to just have like a three day work week. My boss is on vacation right now. So it'd been really nice to just like, oh, I'm going to take tomorrow off and not worry about anything, but. Oh, well, work sucks, man. I loathe it. I loathe it so much. Uh, it's the little things like this podcast that keep me going. You know what you else know? keeps me going? Or us going? What? That third episode of Kenobi. Oh, my gosh. So good. It was frightening. Like, I'm, like there was that like that scene along with, obviously, the Rogue One hallway scene. Uh, never mm. been more scared of Vader in my life. Uh, I saw the interview that... Uh, Ewan McGregor had, and he's like, I honestly was afraid of you. Like, it talked to yeah. Christensen. He's yeah. like, I was afraid of you because, like, I never acted or never interacted with Vader before. Uh, you know, like, I didn't interact with him when I was when I played Obi Wan. So, you know, in this moment, like, when you stepped over there, I was like, I actually, genuinely afraid. I felt like yeah, a seven, so like a seven year old. <laughs> yeah. You know what I also really love and keeps me going? What's that? beer and basketball man and hey we love both of those things this is a fantastic week uh for both of those things well it's always a fantastic week for beer uh but it's the nba Naturally. finals i've heard of that yeah yeah celtics and warriors uh there's a lot that we can break down in this episode about but we have at least another week of the finals so uh we'll save it for that uh, we'll spread it out over the next two weeks because, you know, that's always fun. And then we have the draft coming up in, a, in like, what, 20 days, 15 days, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be some good content there. So breaking down Celtics and Warriors, who do you got? Who you got in the series, though? Dude, I could literally see, like, any, any, what's the word? Outcome. Any yeah. outcome. Uh, and... I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe not like a sweep from either team, but if you told me Warriors in five, I'd be like, yep, okay, that makes sense. The Warriors hit shots, and the their defense was able to keep the Celtics off balance enough. Um, I mean, if you told me – I mean, that's really, I think, the main thing for the Warriors. Whether yeah. Like, however many games it goes, if they win, it's because they hit more shots and they keep – the Celtics off balance, but you could also tell me, oh, Celtics one and five because they were able to to match up with the small ball lineup that the that the um, the Warriors have, and they just play better. So, yeah. I mean, I I honestly have no idea. I think it'll probably go seven just because the teams are kind of pretty even in my mind, uh, but. I honestly, like, I have no clue. Uh, I have the Warriors in six. I just think, I think the, 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 I just like the matchup more for the Warriors, especially if you get, like, someone like Andrew Wiggins just popping off uh, like he did in the Mavs series, to be honest with you. So, but I, I mean, I definitely could see a situation where it goes to seven games, and I think you'll see a situation where Celtics win it in seven as well. Uh, but I just think the Warriors, they have more experience. They have a head coach that has more finals experience. Uh, and, th- and that's not a knock at Ime Udoka. Just, 
I think I think no, it's just true. Yeah, like, it's just true, and I think the Warriors are just ready for like this is what they built their franchise like to do again. Like they built this team to return to the finals under the uh, under the leadership of Steph, Clay, and Dre. So I mean, it just it just makes sense for me. Um, so I'm just gonna ride with that. ESPN, however, whew, their yeah, basketball what power was index. This, about? this was crazy. Yeah. So for those who didn't see it, which I, I, if you didn't see it, you must have been hiding under a rock because it was shared everywhere. Uh, but ESPN shared a Sports Center, all the you know all that jazz. Their basketball power index gave the Celtics an 86 percent chance to win the NBA Finals, meaning that the remaining 14 percent goes to the Warriors, which just seems like a trap, like a straight up trap. So breaking down what basketball power index is. It's a measure of team strength developed by the analytics team at ESPN. So it breaks down game-by-game efficiency, strength of schedule, pace of play, days of rest, game location, and preseason expectations. So just let's break that down. Game-by-game efficiency. So, like, if it's shooting splits, the Warriors, you want to you wanna take a, a really quick guess on their shooting splits, uh, three and two? Um, like... Like percentage from three and two. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, I'll yeah. I'll go like forty nine percent from two. No, that'd be overall. They're probably like fifty four percent from two and thirty seven percent from three. Uh, you're you're actually so you were close. Um, with the first guess, it's forty nine from two and thirty seven from three uh, for the Warriors. Uh, and then the Celtics. You want to take a guess at theirs? I'm going to go, if it's the Warriors were at 49, I'll go like 46, 36. You got the second one right. It's 45 for from two. Mm. So 45 from two and 36 from three for the Celtics. So game by game efficiency will give that you know tally up for the Warriors there. Strength of schedule. Um, I mean, definitely going to have to lean towards the Celtics here as not for regular season, but for playoffs. Yeah, uh, definitely for playoffs. Yeah, you know, they ran, they ran into the Nets and then the Bucks and then who was the last series? Shoot, I just forgot. Who the they heat. beat in East? Yeah, the Heat. Which I mean, I'm not super high on the Heat, but uh, still a tough team. Uh, so great, great defensive team. Yeah, the offense was. Yeah, so we'll give the nods. Of the, so it's one one. Strength of schedule, we'll give it to the Celtics just for playoffs uh, in that case. So pace of play, the Warriors are play at a pace of 98.44. The Celtics play a 95.92 pace. So Warriors play at a faster pace. That typically means the better team that plays at a faster pace, if I'm not mistaken. At least the more efficient offense would be. Um, days of rest, I mean, this... Celtics have been like what game seven in every series, or was it what two series? Uh, Warriors have been haven't played a game since May twenty sixth. It's June. It's June second for those. Who yeah, that one's to. that one's wild. That I mean, and I feel like that that matters for game one, but yeah, the rest of the series it really is a wash at that point. But yeah. I don't know resting that long. That's it, a long time. Like they had over a week of like a week of rest. That's pretty insane. Uh, so days of rest, pace of play, go Warriors. Um, so it's three to one right now in Warriors' favor. Game location, it's a Warriors had the like the higher um, the home court advantage. So they had the higher seed and they won the Western Conference Finals quicker. So both games are in the Bay, and it's a game of seven. So the first two games are in the Bay, obviously. Give the nod to the Warriors there. Uh, so home court advantage. And then, like, I think preseason expectations is a really stupid thing to factor in for the rest of the season because uh, expectations are just that. Like, they're not – like, it shouldn't be something that you should factor into right. the BPI. Like, that's a very stupid – like – I can expect something to happen. That doesn't mean that it should happen, you know? Uh, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Like in this one, it's a, it's a, it's a gentleman's sweep here, four to one. Um, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get basketball power index. And I know, I don't think I ever will. I don't really yeah. either. Like, I don't think any, anybody who says they understand it 
are just lying. They have to be. And the people lying. that made it are just like, I don't know, Matt, probably. Yeah, Vegas doesn't believe it. I mean, Vegas has the has Warriors as the favorite. Yeah, true. So, like, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's basketball power index is stupid. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, also, like I really shouldn't hate the war- like the Celtics. Like I don't care. Like I don't love the Warriors. I really love Steph Curry. Uh, don't like I shouldn't hate the Celtics. Other than you know they're in the Eastern Con- Eastern Conference, which you know like Orlando's in. But the fact that they have freaking Grant Williams ugly mug on their team, like uh, that should be PJ Washington. Like he should be playing in the finals, not freaking Grant Williams. Like somebody from that era of college basketball it should be pj washington not grant williams it should be zion williamson if we're being honest but uh, <laughs> yeah whatever uh all right so we so you you did you actually give a prediction of who wins and how many games no i just had to know um you're just gonna play the favorite like in the last second <laughs> whoever's think... up in the last second of game seven it's like that was my exactly. prediction that was my prediction <laughs> We're gonna edit this, and you're just gonna say you can. I'll say Celtics and Warriors, and then you can just like cut it and insert that to that. No, um, <laughs> you you said you said Warriors and six. Yeah, I'm gonna go Celtics and seven. I dig it. I like it. I really so for the listeners we I talked don't, about. So <laughs> I'm glad we, you do. For the listeners, we Dal and I talked about trying to set up. Uh, Twitch stream and play each other in 2K um, with the Warriors versus Celtics, but uh, Dow's a, a poor man and doesn't buy 2K22, so we can't do that apparently. And I don't even know if it's cross platforms. I have no idea. I never play. Anybody I think it is cross platform, but this is the first time that I've made the business decision to not buy it because <laughs> I always buy it and it's the same fucking game. It is the same game every single year. It's just like I'd rather pay just like. The roster updates. Just give me roster updates. That's all. That's Literally. all I want. Yeah. Next year's going to be fun for the Magic. I'm going to have to buy it uh, just because I want to get whoever the number one pick is. So we'll see. Um, all right. Do you have anything you want to talk about for the NBA right now? For the NBA, let's think. Um, I mean, the draft's coming up. There's – I mean – it, this is like a weird kind of like downtime because we've essentially had all of the the decisions made for who's staying and who's going. I guess the yeah. international deadline is still there, so we might see a couple like fringe international prospects decide to withdraw their name. But we actually we now obviously have pretty much the entire draft pool that we are going to be working with. Uh, yep. So it'll be interesting to see kind of who who shifts over these next two weeks or whatever to see like, cause essentially everyone's done playing. Now the combine has happened. There's no new tape on anyone. So it's just going to be kind of getting either smoke screens from teams or the teams actually like giving out information. I guess it wouldn't be them giving the information, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see kind of like who moves on draft boards uh, from now until the draft because I feel like this draft is super super like up in the air after the first three picks I feel like they really you could go kind of anywhere so yeah I there's even the first three picks aren't like they aren't super locks I feel like they could be well, some trades uh but yeah no like there's I meant definitely... like I meant the three prospects yeah, that yeah, are yeah, gonna yeah. go top three that are like I feel like those are pretty set yeah yeah I agree with you on that it's weird like so I've been a magic fan for a decent time. Like I didn't pay super close attention to them. Like, you know, in high school or whatever, I just didn't care for sports as much as I do now. I think that's part of just getting older. Uh, but you know, like I paid attention pretty much ever since, at least after high school to the magic, like watching every draft, you know, everything like that. Uh, and not once has this front office. So John Hammond and Jeff Welt- Weltman, uh, have they ever leaked who they're drafting? Like, it was never obvious who they were taking and it was always like up in the air. Magic Twitter is a very toxic place, just like any fan base Twitter. But they no. were <laughs> they all had this like you know, like it could have been anyone at the around that time. I think Aaron Gordon was kind of the only one that we're like, Yeah, this is, makes the most sense uh for that pick at the fourth uh in twenty fourteen or whatever it was. 
Um, so this year, like, there's you have things you have like NBA execs apparently leaking that the Magic are telling when they're taking Jabari Smith, which makes me think they're not taking Jabari Smith because <laughs> that's yeah. not coming from that's not being leaked from the office. Um, and I really think like this is all because OKC wants Chet like so badly. Dude. So I need I mean, a Chet Poku. I need a Chet Poku front court like a fish needs water. <laughs> I saw like a lot of people are, are in this mindset and I think I'm falling into it that Chet's going to be either like a unicorn and the absolute like best player in the draft and like it's not even going to be close or he's going to be like potential like this is a big bust type, type of like player. I mean, I don't think it's one or the other there. I, I don't, like, fully agree with that because I think, like, he's got the, the frame. Like, his frame can be built. Like, it's not like he's just, like, going to be skinny forever. And even if he is skinny forever, he, like, we've seen Porzingis has been fine. Yeah. Porzingis is a fine player. Dallas Bertans is, I mean, I guess he's a little bit more built. But, like, we've seen people that are that tall that can play that, like, that shooting, his shooting ability and his ability to play on defense off the ball, especially, yeah. will be something that gets him at least Absolutely. like a floor. Yeah, and and at the very worst, they slide him and make him a stretch four instead of a, a five. Uh, I would yeah. love to see him as like just improve the handle, improve the speed, the quickness with the ball a little bit, and you could be a three. Like he really could. In the in today's NBA, yeah, I, I love the comparisons that people are making to Jabbar. They're like, "Oh yeah, he's he's just tall, Clay Thompson." Like, what? <laughs> like, Wait, who's saying that? A lot of people are just saying like he, he like about they Jabari compare, Smith. Yeah, they say that he has the same like they compare their college stats and they have very similar college stats. Uh, Brother, but here's the like if that yeah. man's. 6'10", Clay Thompson, he's going to be the greatest player alive. <laughs> and I think the biggest comparison is that, like, they were literally counting how many dribbles, like, Jabari Smith had in January, like, total. And it was similar to that, like, that one game that Clay Thompson had, like, what, like, 40 points on, like, seven dribbles or something on like that. On seven dribbles, yeah. Yeah. So, like, th- that's where the comparison ends, honestly. Jabari, <laughs> Smith, Jabari Smith shouldn't dribble because he can't finish at the rim anyway so no 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 like and I don't, i'm concerned about how his defense translates like i only he was that like great of a defender when i watched auburn play last year so i mean like, know, like if if you're orlando it's fine because you have two really good defensive players in um jonathan isaac and wendell carter jr so like that's fine i mean he he has the requisite size and athleticism to like he could be an incredible defender. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's just depends on which team takes him. You know, like if the te- if like the Kings end up with him, there's no way in hell. <laughs> like he's just gonna be cheeks. Uh, but like if he plays next to Jonathan Isaac, his his defense would be amazing. But that's what oh, I want. Shit. I want. I could play next to Jonathan Isaac, and my defense would be amazing. <laughs> Like I would, that's why I really want Chet though as a Magic fan. Like part of me really wants Chet is because you got. Could you imagine a defensive lineup of Wendell Carter Jr., Jonathan Isaac, and Chet Holmgren? Like there was yeah, not, I can, yeah, I can, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's, there's not a lick of offense in that lineup. But <laughs> it doesn't I mean, matter because you don't have to. You, there's gonna be no points. Like you get some, points. you could get some putback, get some putback opportunities. Yeah, yeah, because. Chet is one of the best finishers in college basketball this year. Top and three. Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. can uh, can rebound the ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. is actually can stretch the floor too. That's where I, that's what I like about that line. It was you make him a four and you put Jonathan Isaac back at a three where he belongs. Uh, so, all right. Well, that's enough about the magic because nobody besides me <laughs> care about the magic. <laughs> Uh, let me go grab my frosted mug. You tell the listeners. You're, you're literally, you're literally the, you're literally the like. There are dozens of us. That's Magic fans. <laughs> Shut up! I'm gonna share this with my Magic fans, and they're all gonna listen. To it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, t- I can't wait to get multiple, multiple all five DMs. listeners. Yeah, all exactly. Listeners. All right, I'm gonna get my frosted mug. You tell the listeners what you're drinking tonight. Uh, your frosted mug. 
Connor looks like a frosted mug. Uh, no, so for tonight, I am drinking. It's called Shiny Flying Elephant. It is. Uh, it's from Nano Dog Brewing. Apparently, uh, it said on. I looked up on the website, and it said it was the first of their beers. They're like kind of microbreweries to be made on like a grand scale. Um, I mean, it's enough where it was sold in my random uh, my random liquor barn in Kentucky. Actually, looking at it now, it says it's brewed in Ohio, so that's not that far. But regardless, um, it is <laughs> New a Zealand, New Zealand. <laughs> well, it's it's a New Zealand it's yeah. a New Zealand like style IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with with a couple of different hops from New Zealand. Um, it's kind of more like a hazy IPA. It's 6.8% uh, ABV. It's 40 IBU, uh, according to Untapped. Got like a 3.8 on there. Um, I accidentally cracked it earlier. Uh, so I'll just take a sip. We don't get the, the good sound effect. That's pretty good. Um, I mean, it's... Kind of like your standard hazy IPA that's kind of more citrusy uh, than than bitter, really. I think that's where the not like 40 IBU is a little bit low for um, the average IPA. No, it's pretty good. I mean, it's not crushable at all, but it, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't have the most refined palate enough to really differentiate a ton between yeah. IPAs. Like, it's just kind of like their IPAs, IPAs and I, are IPAs. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, uh, I so like, is it is it crushable for an IPA or is it just not crushable at all? Because I, I think we've yeah. made that distinction before. It's probably like middle tier crushable for an IPA. Uh, that makes sense. But I mean, it'd be tough to drink. Yeah, yeah. Three or have, four of you these could have my, like you in could a row. Have my portion. You could have my my share. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> um, man. But you know gonna, that. You saying that just I can't wait to get back to our upset picks where we oh, get to I know. buy a case. Those are so fun. Yeah, like in season, like I like off season episodes. We're making it work, but in season episodes are so much better. Like oh, they're so there's fun. so much more content. Yeah, just great storylines, uh, and also like our listener count is very low right now. <laughs> like we're like it's a good week if we have you know like whatever, but we're not nearly as much as we were. Before. Hey, that just means that if you're out there and you're listening right now, share the podcast with some homies. Yeah, that'd be great. Get the, we're get we're the, branching out. You guys branch out. We went to NBA content, guys. Like, we're doing exactly. that for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the last thing people want to hear is just two people who don't watch a whole lot of NBA talk about it. What are you talking I, that, you I speak for yourself, sir. Yeah, yeah you, you watch a lot of NBA. I follow the NBA pretty closely. You're not um, married. No <laughs> I would get, I would get it is just a fact I don't know how I could take offense to that um, yeah. I'm trying to think on so I feel like I've compared beers to St. Mary's before because of the the uh, like the foreign flair but I'm gonna and this is a little bit of a spoiler alert too uh, but I'm gonna compare this to St. Mary's since St. Mary's is known for getting a bunch of dudes from New Zealand and Australia. This is a New Zealand IPA. It's also something that like I probably wouldn't really choose to to drink uh, and would only really be choosing to drink one or two. And you only really usually try and catch St. Mary's games um, in the couple times I play Gonzaga. Yeah. So, but like, but it, it the St. Mary's is still like kind of underrated and is a good team. So I think that this, this fits pretty closely with the St. Mary's as a whole. I like it. Yeah. It's not super crushable, meaning you're not going to watch a bunch of St. Mary games. Uh, but when yeah. you do, you enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So I am drinking founders all day vacay. It's a session. Wheat ale. Hey, founders is good. I've never is had that, it. Is that Michigan? Yes, it is Michigan. Um, I think I, uh, I didn't didn't copy over on the thing, but um, Untapped has it as a three point five eight. It's twenty IBUs and four point six percent alcohol by volume, and it's got a cool can. Uh, it comes in pints, which 
it's not like super rare, but it's not super popular either. Thought it was pretty cool. It's got like a like the woody car with a surfboard on the top and cool can. Uh, Weedales are pretty good on Weedales. I have about a half inch head on here, so it should be good. Pause. How's <laughs> uh, it going? Every time I hear it on like anything like TikTok beer reviews, TikTok, I'm just like, oh, that a pause needs to go there. <laughs> no, this is a really good beer, actually. I, um, super crushable. Uh, it doesn't taste like 20 IBUs at all. Um, but it's so smooth. It kind of reminds me of like a fat tire, but it's even smoother than a fat tire. Okay. So I like it. I like it a lot. So now to compare it to something basketball. Well, sticking with Michigan. Gosh dang. Um, I'm going to go Tom Izzo here. I don't know if we've ever okay. compared anything to like Tom Izzo, but you know, Michigan State. So I'm sticking with Michigan. I don't really like Michigan State. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Magic Johnson at Michigan State. Because that, that man okay. was something else. And uh, this beer can do it all, just like Magic Johnson can do it all. Uh, at Michigan State, at least. And definitely in the NBA, obviously. But for this purpose, at Michigan State, he can do it all. And this, like, I would go, this Weedale would go toe-to-toe with a lot of other beers that I've reviewed on this podcast and probably went out on a couple. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Magic Johnson. Urban Magic Johnson, 1979. NCAA, I don't think of what year they won the championship. I couldn't remember. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on then. <laughs> I thought you were just naming a random year, and I was like, I, what? I don't know. What are we doing? No. Yeah, he won the championship in 79. Of course. And then he, start, and then, and then he started uh, his career in the NBA in 79 in, the, in that fall and didn't sure. win Rookie of the Year, but won the finals. So... I, you explain that to me. Racism, I guess. I don't know. Well, whatever. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoyed that ad read by yours truly. Uh, we are back with our typical off-season shenanigans. We're breaking down top twenty-five from week eighteen of the twenty twenty-one twenty twenty-two season. Uh, we decided to lump two teams together because we hate both of these teams, probably. Uh, but not hate. Hate's a strong word. But we really, really, really don't like these teams, especially Mid Illinois, uh, Illinois, but St. Mary's and Illinois. <laughs> together tonight that's what we're talking about the gales and the illini uh so i'm sure we're gonna have a lot of hot takes about these teams that probably aren't true it's just speaking from a place of pain or frustration with thinking this team is a relevant college basketball team when they haven't won crap uh since like 2004 but okay anyways we call that, a, we call that tennessee basketball <laughs> Sucks. um all right St. Mary's offseason, they finished 17th in Ken Palm. They beat Gonzaga in the final regular season week. They lost to UCLA in the second round of the tournament, I believe. Um, So St. Mary's had a pretty successful season, um, showing out for the MWC, uh, one of the top teams there in that conference. And, you know, like that that was a a real big deal. I I thought they were the ones that kind of made them step up a little bit in, in the in the public eye as far as the conference goes and 
it's not just Gonzaga and a bunch of teams. Would you would you agree with that, Dal? Uh, I mean, there were a couple of teams. San Francisco was also really really good last year. Yep. Uh, I think they so them and is no San Diego State's not in that. San Diego State's no. not in that. Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, San Francisco. I mean, they, they were also they weren't they weren't as big of a name just because St. Mary's is kind of always that second yeah. uh, team to like the bridesmaid to Gonzaga's yeah. bride. But um, yeah, I mean, and then BYU was good. St. Clair was pretty solid. Yeah. So there were definitely that, that conference was definitely much improved, but a lot of that was because like always um, St. Mary's was a top 25 ish team. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely, and the, and they they always finish near near the top. I'm not gonna say finish at the top, uh, but they always finish in in good standing without the country. It seems like so whatever they're doing, it, it's working. Um, and so we're gonna we're gonna break down their their roster, their off season moves. So in this off season, uh, they have a they have a few departing names. We're not entirely sure. Like most of them are graduates. There's one transfer. So you want to break yep. it down, Dell? Yeah, so Matthias Tass is their was their starting center. He played about twenty nine minutes a game, uh, averaged twelve point six points and six rebounds. He uh, is a loss. Uh, Tommy Coos is their starting point guard, played thirty minutes a game and averaged just over twelve points and uh, just under four re- uh, four assists per game. Um, those are the kind of two big big losses that couple other guys jay mullins is transferring to washington state was a guy that actually played more as a freshman than he did as a sophomore last year um but as a a pretty solid shooter uh, all things considered and then uh dan foto was a a power forward for them that is that is transferring or no he's graduating sorry um coos tass and foto were their three big uh Three big seniors that are graduating. They are getting one senior back, Logan Johnson, who we'll touch on because he was their starting uh, shooting guard. But yeah, uh, I mean, those—that's two big holes that they definitely will be looking to fill uh, at the at the one and the five, and they'll definitely be relying on Logan Johnson, like I mentioned, and Alex Ducas, yeah. who will be a senior next year. They'll be. Relying on those two to really carry the carry the weight, along with Kyle Bowen, who's also back. So their kind of wing position is looking really, really good for next year. But they're going to be – they definitely need to, to make some moves on the point guard and uh, center position to be able to kind of be back to where they were. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, we have some incoming players. Do you want me to name them? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead. So, as far as incoming players for freshmen go, they have a couple two stars in Joshua Jefferson. He's a six eight forward from Las Vegas and went to Liberty High School. Uh, couldn't find a whole lot of stats on him. Uh, and then they also have this dude from Down Under, uh, Harry Wessels. Wessels? I don't know how to pronounce his name. No, uh, not 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 St. Mary's going to Australia or New Zealand <laughs> for a player. I'm shocked. He's a seven-one center uh, from Boddington, Australia, the center of excellence school. He's a two-star, from what I found online. Uh, this dude is an enigma. I can't find any stats on him. He's at, like registered. He played for the FIBA Under Nineteen League. Uh, couldn't like the stats were very hard to chase down there too. Um, so not too sure on that one. But they have a four-star point or shooting guard, point guard coming in from California, from Lafayette, California. Uh, 6'3 guard Aiden Mahaney. And so his sophomore season, he averaged 19.4 points per game and shot 44% from three, which is impressive. Uh, yeah. They also have some transfer portal additions. What do you, what do you know about the transfer portal additions they're adding? I don't think they had any transfer portal additions. Um, Those are potential guys. Oh, potential, uh, potential ads. I'm hey. <laughs> I let didn't me, see that. Let me make. Let me make I'm sure a, though. Let me read. Edit this whole uh, part out. Uh, one more for prayer. Hold on. Um, so we're not sure. 
we're not sure if they're adding anybody to the transfer portal yet, but we do have, like always, our suggestions of who they should add. St. Mary's, like we mentioned before, is kind of at the top, uh, near the top of in, in college basketball. They, they play competitive games against Gonzaga. Um, so we have our suggestions, our potential ads, like always, from the transfer portal at this point. Uh, it's kind of hard for uncommitted freshmen. They're already going to be committed somewhere, sign their letter of intent. Pretty rare that they'd like, it's not like a Jalen Duran situation where they'd add somebody so late. Leonard Miller already committed. That's the one name that we were kind of wondering if they are going to add anybody. Uh, so potential ads. Uh, we also have other other ads that um, Dal, as I'm speaking, yeah, yeah. as he's typing in, <laughs> <laughs> Mason Forbes. He's a three-star. Can you tell me about Mason Forbes? Yeah, he's a power forward from Harvard. Uh, that is, it looks like that he will have. Wicked smart. Oh, he's, he's, so he's from Folsom, California, which. I have two fun facts about Folsom. One, Folsom Prison is there. Uh, the like one of the max penitentiaries in in California, and my little sister's roommate is also from there, which is pretty cool. Um, Everybody yeah, knows Folsom from the song, if we're being honest. But yeah, also also true. So yeah. let me let me do some live uh, live producing and. <laughs> Check out great content he, for you guys. We hey, are super prepared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he played in eleven games last year for Harvard. Seems like that he's definitely not a three point threat. Uh, he has shot one three in his life. Um, huh? He has like a weird. He must have like been hurt or something because he didn't play in twenty twenty one at all. So he might have either opted out or. Or something, and but didn't play almost all of, even in like his second game for Harvard this year was February fourth, so Oof. he didn't play like at all before that. So he must have been hurt or something. Um, but I doubt that he is a is much of an ad at all. He's probably just transferring to get back um, close to home. So I don't really know that he will factor in a ton. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think on, in terms of potential ads, they definitely will need to add, we talked about the Mahaney kid. That's a guard that should help the help replace Coos, but they still definitely need to replace Matthias Tass, uh, and get some production there. So yeah. I, I guess really whenever I was looking at potential ads that they could make that would actually be a be a big shakeup. Uh, we're mostly guards that I mentioned. So Justin Powell from Tennessee is still uncommitted. Uh, the, the Kentucky kid that has transferred a couple different places now. Courtney Ramey from Texas is still out there. And then Shane Knoll is one from Arizona that I thought might be gettable just because he's a West Coast kid. Uh, and then there's a Washington State big man named Muhammad Gie. Yeah, I, I was G-U- looking at it too. UIE. Um, they could do a little one-for-one one trade with Jay Mullins going to there, uh, get a, get a guy back from Washington State, but he would be a nice addition to the yeah. to the front court. Do you have any other any other ideas? Uh, not really. Um, I think you kind of you hit the main, the main ones. They need some front court depth for sure. Uh, the the pot of front court players is very very minimal this year. It feels like. Um. Yeah. No, I really got nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that if they're going to add anyone, it's going to be someone that is from a super small, yeah, a super small school that we aren't even really like fully aware of. That kind of is able to, yeah, to make yeah. the jump a little bit. Yeah, agreed. So, all right. Well, I don't think we need to spend any more time on St. Mary's because I don't know if how relevant they're going to be this upcoming season. If we're being honest, they, they're losing a lot. Graduated a lot. They're their core. I think we'll 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 hear there them more more about them in probably like two years. I think not this upcoming season, but the next season we'll hear more about them. I mean, in two years though, they'll have lost Logan Johnson and Alex Ducasse. So that's true. It'll it. I'm sure they'll still be good because they're perennially good, uh, especially within that conference. But the they're they're just going to be turning over a lot this year, next year. So. 
Yeah. It'd be interesting to see who they who they're able to add. But I mean, Logan Johnson and Alex Jacosta will both be very fun to watch next year. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. The, tune the, in if you can. They'll be fun. Gonzaga is not like going to be what they were this year, so it could be competitive still. Yeah, it'll be yep. fun. But all right, let's move on to Illinois finding Illini. Uh, yeah. whew, they have they have pretty much their whole freaking team transfer. I was gonna say you're gonna, take a, you're gonna need to take a deep <laughs> breath for uh for all the wind you're about to waste <laughs> talking about all the departing players. Should we even like mention everybody's departing or just who's returning? Here's who's returning: Coleman Hawkins, Luke Good, Brandon Lee. Like that's bad. <laughs> yeah, and uh, which is yeah. I mean we're not exaggerating when we say literally everyone's leaving. Cubby Coburn going to the NBA. Uh, Alfonso Plummer graduated. Trent Frazier graduated. You got a ton of transfers. Grandison is still out in the portal. He's kind of one of the big guys that is seems to be a a hot name, kind of that entered later, like after the deadline, but is yeah is strictly grad transfer. So he does not have the the like May thirty first deadline that just normal transfers have. So he can still go somewhere and play immediately. Um, Corbello is going to St. John's. Pods is going to uh, Santa Clara. Benjamin Bosman Zerdonk, who has the quickest trigger of all time, yeah. is transferring. I like his game a lot, actually. Yeah, um, me too. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, this is going to be an entirely new team yeah. that Omar we get to Payne, see from Austin Hutchinson. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it literally is a whole new team. Yeah. So, incoming players, they have Matthew Meyer coming in. It's it, And Terrence Shannon, it's so gross that they stole two of the best 3 and D wings yeah. on the market. All for them to lose to a plumber uh, from that name Cameron Crutwig or whatever. Oh man, I'm still mad because I had a little bit of money on that game, and I had my fantasy football roster draft position uh, on and for that, and I had them winning winning it all. No, I had them in the final four, whatever. But I'm not salty. Yes, I. That's your own. That's your own fault. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sky Clark, uh, former Kentucky commit, decommitted, committed to Illinois, signed his letter of intent. Ty Rogers. Jaden Epps, Sincere Harris. So they have some incoming players. I'm yeah, not I mean, that's, sold that's, on this team. I mean, this team is definitely going to be in rebuilding mode. Matthew Mayer and Terrence Shannon will give them a, of like a floor that is pretty solid, but they're going to need those four freshmen mentioned, Scott Clark, Rogers, Epps, and Harris, who are all four stars or above. They're going to need those guys to really be able to producing year one for them to make yeah. any big noise in the big 10 this year. Um, Scott Clark's like a, what a fringe top 25 player. Yeah. Um, Rogers never... is around like a 50th. Epps is like top 100 since C Harris is another four star. Like, yeah. You're going to need I... those guys to be able to be ready to contribute a lot. Find yourself somebody who thinks of highly as you as Illinois Twitter thinks as highly as Sky Clark. I, I mean, saw a, a literal comparison to Kyrie Irving. Bro, I mean, I think that I could commit to Illinois, and they would think that I'm the like second coming of God if if I'm committed to their team. It seems like I know that we're Kentucky fans, so we really don't have a ton of room to talk on delusional oh. fan bases, but they seem to be delusional about the upside of their team uh, and the players that are coming in, which like good for them. I, it's better than being insanely negative. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those those expectations are going to, there's a sense of realism you have to have. Like I've never watched an incoming freshman and we had some really good incoming freshman point guards and think, Oh, this guy looks like he can be like he looks like the top one of the top point guards in the NBA. This guy looks like that he thinks the world is flat. <laughs> that's that's what I assumed you meant. The thing about they yeah, that comparison is god awful too because like Scott Clark is not like a pure point guard. Like he's not a pure point guard at all. Like I and, mean, 
Neither is Kyrie, really. Kyrie's definitely more okay, school. But, like, Kyrie that. has, like, really good handles, and that's not Scott Clark's game. You know what I mean? That's fair. You know, like, like Kyrie has otherworldly handles, and that's what, you know, if he makes it into the NBA top 75 or whatever, you know, like, it's because of his handles. You know, like, it's, that's, like, not yep. the playmaking. That's also Kyrie's thing. That's not really Scott Clark's thing. Like, I, I don't know. I just... Find yourself somebody who supports you, like Illinois fans hey. support their incoming freshmen. That's you know that's what? what I'm saying. Yeah, like I said, good for them. Yeah, yeah. You you do you, Illinois. You do. I you. hope I hope you're right because <laughs> it'd be fun if you were right and he's really really good. But yeah, I mean, like I would be a little salty as a Kentucky fan losing Scott Clark for nobody because we thought we were getting Shane Sharp, but whatever. Uh, not I mean, going to be too worried about it because we have Severe, the Steeler Wheeler. Uh, staying with us for another year no one has literally ever called him that i know i made it up on the spot it's <laughs> it's like the the mean girls like stop making fetch happen like that's that's gonna yeah. be my new thing and you're gonna be like stop yeah. making the stealer happen yeah no, no i'm not allowing that <laughs> uh okay so we we talked about their off season brad underwood has has a tough task ahead of him but let's reminisce on the glory years of Illinois basketball, shall we? I mean, me I say your, we do it. Give me your starting five and six man. I'm going to live react. In in honor of the Warriors and the Celtics both playing small ball, uh, the all-time Illinois uh, team in terms of people that have played in the NBA is an incredibly small ball lineup. We got Nick Anderson pretty much at the four, I'm pretty sure as a 6-6 guard. I love uh, it. But we you have... You stole a ball from Michael Jordan, did you not? I <laughs> have heard that once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like, we're going probably... Oh, so, so D. Brown has to be there. Yep. D. Brown, Deron Williams, those two are yep. two of the guards. Got Nick Anderson in there. I think we have to go with Kendall Gill, who played 15 years in the league. I know him mostly as a Charlotte Hornet, uh, yeah. but he's a six-five shooting guard. And then we have Nick Anderson, like I mentioned. And then, shoot, like is Eddie Johnson at six-seven going to be our center? Yep, he is. No, no way in hell I'm putting Myers Leonard on this team. <laughs> so. I feel bad even like mentioning his name in all honesty. Yeah. But shoot the 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 Portland legend, for, bro. The former Illini that are in the NBA is incredibly guard heavy. Yes. We'll throw yeah. we'll throw we'll throw Sumo on there as the as the sixth man, but he doesn't help the size problem at all. No, no. But Sumo had really cool pictures on Instagram doing the Kobe thing. He should have gotten awake. That's all I have to say about him. <laughs> hey, speaking of awake, by the way, and Kentucky, uh, what I don't even know, how do you pronounce his last name? Mattis? Matas? Matas? I don't know. Five star freshman for 2023. Uh, or rookie, or not rookie, um, uncommitted player. You have a 40% chance of getting him, buddy. Hey, we like, we like to see that. I think that he like has already visited. Um, it's like his, yeah. It's, I, mean, I mean, yeah. I uh, the other the other three options besides Kentucky and Wake were uh, FSU, UNC, and G League. I think. Yeah. This is not to hurt your feelings. Uh, I think it's between G League and Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. He's obviously a demon deacon. <laughs> uh, no, we do have a. I mean, it's it. It is kind of one of the cool things about um, Steve Forbes is that he has kind of plugged into the the international international route. So whenever yeah. he whenever he got the job, he was like, "We essentially have what was it four places that we could recruit. We can recruit high school. We can recruit the transfer portal. We can recruit JUCOs, or we can recruit uh, maybe international was the fourth. And yeah. JUCO is not an option for Wake, but the international art has actually proven to be pretty fruitful. We uh, have 
gotten what now three guys I can think of off the top of my head uh, that are international guys, including Cam Hildreth, who was a, a pretty solid contributor last year. So it it wouldn't be the most surprising thing for that kind of to continue. I think that's probably how they gotten in contact with him. But I mean, yeah. I, like you said, it's probably either Kentucky or G League. Uh, I could see UNC being a being a, a play there, uh, but gross. You know, whatever. Uh, it's like funny. That. It's all ACC teams, Kentucky and then G League. So I think yeah. one stands out the most there. Uh, well, not the most, but one stands out pretty heavy there. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm just disappointed because I look at the score. It's 109 to 103, and there's like three minutes left. Uh, Celtics took the lead. Warriors, what are you doing? Somebody help Steph Curry out, please. 34 points, man. Come on. Somebody help Steph. Uh, Steph so, needs to help himself. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But Make also more shots. Somebody help Steph. Man, nope. been on fire. Make right? more shots. Uh, okay, so last call. Uh, I got nothing, man. Um, I'm, I'm in it. Actually, shout out to my younger brother. Uh, graduating high school this upcoming Wednesday. Hey, look at that. Uh, yeah, so it's graduation parties this Saturday. We're going to celebrate, have a good time, get my help my parents get ready for their house ready for the party. Uh, so shout out to Corbin for graduating. Uh, being an adult sucks. He's been working 3 to 11 at his valet job, and he hates it. And I'm just like, welcome to adulthood. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so enjoy it while yeah. you can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> being an adult there are some things that are nice about it and some things just not nice about it yeah it's not fun mostly is the fact that you have to work for the rest of your life and if you don't have a job at a school <laughs> you don't have summer vacations <laughs> so, or summer breaks so actually uh, speaking of speaking of school how uh how goes the the defense progress for for next season for football uh well you know after the spring game we have uh we had like the end of the school year so like we we take two weeks off we start summer lifting workouts this upcoming week uh, on Tuesday so I'm hoping my defense is out there especially our defensive line uh that would be huge uh but I, I'm pretty excited about it a little spicy like story here I can't share names or anything <laughs> not that anybody listens to the podcast that uh, would know the names. Uh, but one of our top receivers and in his mind believes to be the best receiver in the County. Um, he's not that good. He's just tall. He's like six, five, six, four, six, five. Don't let uh, him hear that. No, I tell him to his face all the time. That's probably why he's transferred, but he, uh, he, he applied for school. Or we don't know if he applied for school choice uh, to switch to a different school. He's going to be a senior. This is the first year of the head co- of this head coach. Um, mm-hmm. And he applied for a transfer. I don't think he got approved, but he went to with another school that he's wanting to transfer to with them to uh, like one of those mega camps that all these, all these players go to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and if he didn't, if he ended up not applying it's technically recruiting, which you definitely can't recruit at the high school level. Uh, and so we're not sure of what's going to happen with that team. Um, we don't want it to negatively like look bad on us like we snitch. But it's right. like if the, if the district lets that go unpunished, then everybody's going to use that as a recruiting tactic next year. So True. Uh, so it's like we don't want to be the snitches, but we also don't want to just keep on losing players and be, like, be like, okay. Uh, this kid is such a headache and such a turd that I would be, it's it's addition by subtraction. Uh, he's, when you look up locker room cancer, this kid is right there. Uh, Hmm. just because he thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. Meanwhile, he had like two receptions in the game, uh, on three attempts and fumbled on one of the two. So it's like, he's not even that good. Uh, he's just got a bag of chips. Sounds kind of good for the locker room though. (laughs) We give out hella good snacks bro like we i never i did swimming in high school i never got like anything good like you know what we got on the way we had to stop at burger king and we bought it on our own like we didn't even yo that means you got chicken fries though i i got the chicken sandwich because they were out of chicken fries at the time yeah out of chicken fries that's a that's a crime 
Oh, I meant to ask you because we were talking about Taco Bell earlier. Ooh, we were. Top, what's your, what's your top three and uh, menu items at Taco Bell? Taco Bell. I mean, Crunchwrap Supreme is goaded. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, anything top. with nacho cheese is going to be my answer. Uh, which is like a weird, like the like the beefy like burrito burrito oh, thing yeah. that they had. So good. My go-to um, right now is like. Always and forever will be the steak quesadilla. Like, see, I just, I don't know. So I've never good. been a big steak guy, just in general. Like at Mexican restaurants, I always go either chicken or beef. Chicken uh, quesadillas steak just, like, are never... just as good. Chicken quesadillas from Taco Bell just as good. It's the sauce, the, like, really. The the quesadilla is just like boring. Yeah, the the creamy jalapeno sauce, so delish, so delish. Um, yeah, like the beefy Frito, definitely in my top three. Uh, I say Crunchwrap's top five. I typically don't get it because, like, if I'm going to get that, then I'm not going to get the steak quesadilla. Uh, but also, like, I'll just get, end up getting a box on the quesadilla and uh, be satisfied there. So. Smart. Yeah. Uh, smart. Uh, definitely. It comes with the drink. So, fantastic. Yeah. Baja Blast. We love it. <laughs> this is a body by Taco Bell. Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> I'm going to uh, Arizona at the end of the month, and shout out to Terry on Twitter, Arizona Terry. I reached hey. out to him, asked for some spots. Uh, he said we're gonna get together and get a beer at some point when I'm up there or over there. Uh, I, my wife's like, All right, like we're planning out the trip. She's like, oh, I want to do like I want to hike every day, and I'm like, this is a vacation. Like, that's not that's. I'm gonna have to get in shape for this. Like, uh, so <laughs> I I have a question. Where where did y'all go on your honeymoon? Uh, we went to Croatia. Interesting. And, and so, we did so, we did a hike there too. Did but did y'all like do stuff every day? Well, so we were on this like um, it was like a. It's not really technically a cruise because not a cruise ship. Like it was a small like cabin kind of thing. Uh, okay. But we we stopped at a like technically cruise, but. Don't think like a Royal Caribbean type cruise because yeah, it was yeah. like it's like a glorified yacht. Um, but we stopped in a different city each night and we slept on the boat and at like wherever we okay. boarded. Um, so we stayed there. Uh, so we had a different city in Croatia each night. It was like seven nights. Um, and we ended in Dubrovnik and I got to do the Game of Thrones walking tour and it was freaking awesome. Hey. Uh, yeah. So all that it was really cool. Um. But there was one city, like the first stop we made, there was this incredibly tall mountain, and the and our guide, like for the for the tour, was like, oh yeah, like it's a it's a kind of intense hike, but not like nothing you can't handle. And we were the only Americans on this boat; everyone else was like Australian, and like they weren't like super fit, like they were kind of like just had like kind of you know whatever, but. They were all just smoking us. My wife and I were just like, <laughs> <laughs> like just sucking in as much air as possible on this hike. We didn't even make it all the way up the mountain, uh, but we made it like three quarters of the way up, and it was incredibly daunting. And so I was like, you know what? Before we go to Arizona, I am going to get in shape, a, a somewhat of a shape, as much as I can for three weeks. So uh, I got the bike tires pumped up and a new tube, and uh, gonna try and get in a little bit of shape and. You know, we'll see what goes from there. Cut out the sugar for the rest of the month. And, hey, yeah, nice. I I only ask that question because I have always kind of it, there. There are like two kinds of honeymoons. There's honeymoon where you go to the beach and you just like lay around for yeah. a week, or there's one where you actually like do stuff. So I was curious. Uh, Doing stuff like the was. the views were amazing. I mean, because we flew into London and then flew into Croatia from like from London, so we went to split and then. Um, you did the cruise and then flew back from Dubrovnik to London because it's just cheaper to fly to London. Yeah. And then once you're in London, you can, it's cheaper to fly everywhere else. So, um, so we did that. And so like, yeah, we did sightseeing and stuff and it, it was really fun. Uh, if I were to do it again, um, probably would just do an all inclusive, like sandals kind of whatever resort. Uh, if I were to do a honeymoon again, because that's just cause you want to be like Michael Scott. Yeah, I definitely told I definitely told her that if we were ever going to Sandals, we're recreating the photo, except for I'd be Jan <laughs> and she'd be Michael Scott. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's basically you know, I would I would definitely do like an all inclusive resort. Speaking of all inclusive resorts, did you know that the Kentucky Bahamas trip is not all inclusive? 
No, but it's still really damn expensive. Yeah, and you don't even get it's not all inclusive. Like you don't even get food. So you pay seventy eight hundred dollars for two people and you don't even get food. That's insane. That sounds, that sounds like a not good deal. Yeah. Uh JD Hall of Religiously Kentucky did the research and he said that he can go for less than four four grand, not including food, obviously. Uh so but you know, the guys on KRC were saying that, yeah, like you you can do it cheaper, but you have more access to players or like you could get closer to players and all this stuff going through the, the university and getting tickets. So yeah, I get it, but uh just interesting. Couldn't be me. No, I I asked my wife. She's like, no. I was like, yeah. That's <laughs> no. Worth asking. 100% no if you don't ask. I was like, didn't expect a yes. So there's that. Maybe in uh, maybe in four years. So not this year. The next uh, next go around, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> Good luck, sir. Yeah. All right, man. This has been fun. Do you have anything for the last call? Um, No. We can count that as my last call. Also, actually, so if if you want to win a finals game, don't go forty and thirteen. That's yeah. like don't let the other team go on a seventeen oh run is my uh that's my word of advice for today. Man, somebody helps stuff here. I know I don't have this box score in front of me, but man, man was doing everything. Couldn't get get any help. They're about to get blown out by more than ten and Jason Tatum at three for seventeen. <sighs> yeah. I wonder if that I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll save this for next week. Uh, I still think Warriors and six, despite losing the game one. I'm not worried about it. Not worried at all. So, all right, you guys have a fantastic week. Make sure you share this episode. Love y'all, and we'll catch you on the flip of the flip. Peace. And it's all over. Peace.